Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. God is an incredible artist. He made everything from the vibrant and breathtaking sunset to the tiniest little flower petal, from the innumerable stars in the sky to each pebble on the ground, from the largest whale to the smallest insect. He created our physical forms with numerous hairs on our head, intricately put together sinews and bones, brains that allow so much more than basic life functions, fingers that can feel, hold, and create, and organs that all work together to sustain life. He continues to create every day as he creates in our souls. He takes the broken pieces of our sin-sick hearts and souls and makes us new. These eloquent words were written by Marianne Gabala. Marianne is the regional coordinator in Massachusetts for So Powerful. And she wrote a story called Stitchin' with a Mission. And Marianne's story was selected and published in the We Are So Powerful book. And we are talking with Marianne, the author of those eloquent words. Marianne, how are you today? Good, how are you? Oh, I am fine. Now, you are the regional coordinator for Massachusetts. Where do you live in Massachusetts? I'm in Western Massachusetts near the Springfield area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as we are talking today, it's early November. Do you have beautiful, colorful leaves? Uh, we're, it's just about the end of peak foliage, but uh. we did in October and it was a really great, beautiful, colorful year. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Talk to me a little bit about your childhood. Did you grow up in Massachusetts? Yes, I did. And tell us about your family background. Well, I have lived in Western Mass my entire life. I've always been a little bit of a creative person, even as a small child. I loved like my arts and crafts. I loved drawing and painting and paper crafting. And when I was really probably still in elementary school, I tried to teach myself how to hand sew. It didn't work out too great, but I tried. And then in middle school, my parents paid for me to go to sewing lessons. And I've been sewing and crafting ever since. And you had a particular family member that you were close to. Who was that? My momor, which literally means mother's mother in Swedish. She was born and raised in Sweden and very proud of her Swedish heritage, as well as her adopted country, America. She was incredibly talented and skilled in so many handcrafts and everything. She was a great seamstress and she knitted and crocheted and all of that. And I actually still sew on her sewing machine today. She also gave me, you know, the first sewing supplies. I mean, she didn't teach me how to sew, but she's the reason why I was able to sew before I had an income of my own or anything like that. So oh. even though she's been gone for a while now, I still have that connection to her through sewing and everything. We did an interview with you back in the spring when we did meet a purse maker. And I think in that video, you showed us the sewing machine that had belonged to your Mormor, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And is that the one we see over your shoulder there yes, in the room right here? There it it's is. The Husqvarna Viking. <laughs> All right. And how old is it, do you think? It's actually probably not that old. She had bought oh. herself a new one probably in the 90s at some point. And she just never really made friends with it. So it was almost like new when I got it. But 
still pretty awesome. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that had cool. that connection. Yeah, that is great. So you graduated from high school and you enrolled in college. Where did you go for college? I went to Western New England University in Springfield. Okay. And what did you study? I was a communications major with a concentration in media theory and production and a minor in Spanish. Oh my! A little goodness. bit of a mouthful there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so while you were in college as a student in your spare time, it sounds like you were sort of scrolling through social media mm-hmm. and what were some of the sites that you liked in particular? Uh, Well, I loved looking at craft blogs and things like that, or even on social media, following different creative and crafty people. It's a great way to find inspiration. Mm -hmm. And it is how I discovered So Powerful. I think it was kind of random, but maybe also not random. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really 100% know when or how exactly I came across So Powerful. I think it had to do with So Powerful's connection to Liberty Jane clothing, the company with Cinnamon and Jason. I grew up with American Girl dolls and was always loving to craft for them and sew for them and everything. So every once in a while, even as an adult, I like look through those types of social media feeds just to kind of admire the clothing and everything. Well, and you said maybe it wasn't random. It sounds like you feel that your faith guides you and you talk in your intro about your creativity as a God-given gift. Can you Mm -hmm. expand on that a little bit? Well, I mean, as you read the first paragraph of that story at the beginning, you know, obviously God is an incredible creator. And since we're made in his image, it's not surprising that we have creative impulses. And those creative impulses take many different forms for many different people. For some people, the things that come to mind when you think of creativity, like drawing or painting or music, for other people, it's, you know, other forms like teaching or engineering or even parenting. And for me, it takes many forms too. You know, I use it at work and my hobbies, I use it with sewing. And one way for me to be creative is through, you know, sewing and crafting and whatever form of creativity somebody has, whatever skills or talents, resources that they have. I believe that the important thing is that they use those to make and do things that glorify God, that help other people, that show people that you care, that make a difference or that matter. You mentioned work. Where do you work, Marianne? I currently work at a living history museum that portrays life in early 19th century rural New England. We have a bunch of different buildings from all across New England, and we have costumed historians who demonstrate things and activities of daily life from that time period, like blacksmithing, hearth cooking, farming, pottery, all those different things. I work behind the scenes. I manage our social media and our website and do some video work and a bunch of other stuff. And as I kind of alluded to before, creativity is really important there because I'm always having to come up with new content or new ways to portray information that we're always talking about. There's definitely no shortage of it, but still. And this is a nonprofit, right? It is a nonprofit. And give us the exact name of the museum. It is Old Sturbridge Village. Say that one more time. Old Sturbridge Village. Okay. And is there a website? OSV.org. All right. We will check it out and we will know that Marianne is the creative force behind what we're seeing there. And how did COVID affect the operations of the museum? Oh, it's definitely impacted the museum big time. 
we shut down like many other businesses in March and we were completely closed for several months and the majority of our staff were working remotely, although there were a handful of staff, not me, that were on site because, you know, we have things like animals to take care of and security and all that kind of stuff. We reopened to the public in July with capacity limitations and a completely different form of the visitor experience. We moved many of our costume historians outside rather than inside the buildings. That's one great thing about being an open air museum is we have all this outdoor space so we can be open and be safe and be a place of both education and entertainment for families who are feeling really pent up from being stuck at home all day. And I would think that would be a place that a lot of schools would take the kids on a field trip. Is that right? Under normal circumstances, yes. Last year, I believe we had 40,000 kids come on field trips in the entire year. Obviously, right now, many schools are remote. And even if they are in person, they're not doing things like field trips. We actually just launched the first phase of 3D tours online to help kind of be something in the meantime, while those kids can't necessarily make it to the village. You know, it's obviously, it's not the same as visiting in person, but we're trying to reach out and connect with those students in whatever way we can. So what is a 3D tour? These were filmed with a special 3D photography camera. I don't really know exactly how that all works, but you can basically explore. We we chose seven buildings for this first phase. And so you can go in, you can see everything. You can get really up close to even artifacts and stuff, even things that you wouldn't normally be able to, even if you were visiting in person. And then there's like little pins that have little snippets of information or objects from our collection or videos from some of our costumed historians talking about what you're seeing in that space and about that topic. And, you know, again, about the time period. Wow. That sounds like a really creative solution. And it sounds like that's something that maybe could be ongoing, even when things open back up. And like I said, this is the first phase. We plan to add more buildings. We plan to add lesson plans, probably more content, even to the buildings that we already have up. It's an ongoing process and it's a lot of teamwork. Wow. Well, that sounds really cool. Well, I want to get back a little bit to when you came across So Powerful, and you probably saw the ad on the Liberty Jane site and and pursued it. That seems to be one of the more common ways that people hear about So Powerful. But tell us what your reaction was when you started reading about the schoolgirls in Zambia. Reading about the girls in Zambia really just pulled at my heart. I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for that age group, like middle school, teenage girls. It's a really difficult time period for pretty much everybody, regardless of circumstances. I certainly wouldn't want to go back to that time in my life. (laughs) But as a college student, it also really pulled at my heart in another way because I realized how fortunate I was to not only have completed high school, but to be in college and to have that opportunity and to be able to continue my life as normal, even after puberty. And it made me realize that there's so many people in this world, especially girls who do not have that opportunity. And I knew I had to be involved. You know, you said something in your story. You said, I know that I would not have felt comfortable going to school at all if I had to miss school for one week every month. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, in middle school, particularly, I didn't want anyone to know when it was that time of the month. And if you're skipping one week of school every month, it's pretty obvious the reason why. And that's embarrassing and awkward. And especially at that age, it's completely natural, but it's still awkward at that time. And in addition, it would obviously 
be really difficult on the schooling. I mean, I hated being out for one day when I was sick. I can't imagine having to be out for a week, you know, every month that I just right. can't fathom it. Right. Trying to keep up with your studies and missing all of that school. It sounds like you would have to be ultra determined to overcome that kind of an obstacle, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we pause for a quick break? And when we come back, we're going to talk with Marianne Moore about her involvement with So Powerful and get some more words of wisdom from her. So join me in just a minute here. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. We've been speaking with Marianne Gabala, who is the Massachusetts Regional Coordinator for So Powerful. She has been sharing with us the fascinating job she holds at a nonprofit museum there near her hometown. Marianne, we were talking about your reaction when you first heard about So Powerful and the girls there. So you're a busy college student. I can remember being in college and just feeling some days like I didn't even have time to breathe or sleep, let alone make a purse for a charity. But somehow you found time to do this. How did you do that? Why did you do that? Well, because So Powerful is such a flexible program. I mean, when I was in college, there were times where I was not sewing a single purse for maybe multiple months, especially around finals time. Like I didn't have time for that. But then in summer and on breaks and maybe at the beginning of the semester, I had time. And so that's when I was able to be involved. It wasn't something like where I had to commit to the same day every week or every month or anything like that. So it was something that I could fit into my schedule whenever I had the time. And that's another reason why I got involved because it was something I could do. Yeah. And you talked about a lyric from a favorite song called Polaris. What is that song and what is it about that song that helps you relate to So Powerful? It's a song by a band called Remedy Drive, and the lead singer in particular is actually really involved in a lot of really important missions. He's actually involved in helping relieve human trafficking. So there's one lyric in the song where he says, ripples turn to tidal waves. And that's kind of like a little bit of a motto for me now. You know, it's so easy to be overwhelmed by all the need in this world, and nobody can do everything but everybody can do something. And if everybody does something, those ripples can indeed turn into tidal waves, as the song says. That was a great song to quote. You talk about the creativity you're able to exercise when you make purses for So Powerful. 
Tell us a little bit about that and what makes you feel creative. You're talking about using probably one basic pattern, doing it over and over, Mm -hmm. yet you feel creative doing that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at this point, I've probably made, I actually don't know how many I've made, but I've probably made about a hundred. And after a while doing the same pattern over and over again does get a little boring, but it's kind of become a canvas for me, especially the beginner pattern with the basic flap, if you will, because there's endless possibilities of embellishment and fabric combinations. You can use all sorts of different techniques. I've done applique ones. I've done crazy quilt ones. I've combined all sorts of different fabrics and different embellishments. I've made some inspired by friends or family members. I've made some that were inspired by songs or just like other things that I was thinking about in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Give us an example of a purse you made that was inspired by a person. What did that purse look like? Well, there's a couple. So one was I actually made in honor of my mom around her birthday. It was a few years after she passed away and I used pansy fabric. Pansies were one of her favorite flowers. And it was actually fairly simple, but it was just like the fabric choices that really kind of were the thing that reminded me of that person. Another one, I chose fabric that was in a color scheme that a friend of mine really liked. But then to make it extra special, I included things like a little bit of a music note trim and some special buttons and everything that just kind of made me think of that person. Um, I know that when we did the interview with you in the spring, you talked about a technique called scrap busting. So tell us what that is. And have you made some purses using that technique? Oh yeah. I've made a lot of purses doing a little bit of scrap busting. Basically it's just taking a bunch of different fabrics, small pieces that may not be really that big enough for a lot of other projects and just combining them to make them into a beautiful purse. And sometimes it's as simple as making each piece of the purse a different fabric and just having obviously those fabrics coordinate Other times it's using little pieces of fabric to make kind of like an applique image. One time I made a mountainscape using triangular scraps of fabric. Another type is just crazy quilting them together. It's definitely one of a kind, (laughs) but if you do it right and with, you know, colors that kind of coordinate whatever, it really makes a beautiful purse. Well, Marianne, I have to say you are one of our younger regional coordinators, many regional coordinators take on this role after they're retired, but you're doing this while you're actively involved in your career. What would you say to other people who might be thinking of volunteering, but they feel like, well, I'm just so busy? I mean, that's definitely a genuine concern. Not everybody is going to be able to, but as I said earlier, it is really a flexible program and your involvement, it's going to vary for different people and it's going to look different for different people. But again, everybody can do something and whether it's making one purse and like, that's it, that's still great. That's one purse that's going to change one girl's life, right? And together we are, as we say, so powerful. In your story, you conclude by saying that you look forward to making more purses for many years to come. So clearly you're committed to doing this. Five years now, so. (laughs) Oh, you've been doing it for five years? About, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fantastic. In your story, your final paragraph, again, is a very inspirational conclusion that I'd like to read as we wrap up our talk here today. So what you said was, I was created to create, and I'm thrilled to join others from around the world to stitch with a mission. 
Every purse I make is a reminder that while none of us can do everything, all of us can use our creative impulses and skills to do something. That reminds me of the quote you had from the song Polaris that talked about ripples turn into tidal waves. And so is that an example of where that song has sort of inspired your thinking about just doing a little bit when you can? Oh, definitely. And in the song, there's actually, there's other lyrics, there's, and I'm not going to be able to recite them all off the top of my (laughs) head, but the singer gives examples of some of the ways that different people can be doing something to help other people. He mentions like a photographer taking photos to share stories and to you know, help spread the word about something. And he talks about himself having you know, a voice that he's going to use in his song lyrics to inspire and again, spread the word and that kind of stuff. And to some people that may not look like physically serving, but it is, it's playing a role. And again, everybody's different talents and skills are needed, particularly when you're dealing with a big issue, like keeping girls in school. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Marianne, I thank you very much for initially for taking the time to write this story, but for making the purses and sharing your techniques and just giving us another perspective on why you do what you do. And another way for those of us who also make purses or contribute in other ways to think about our contribution as well. So thank you very much and have a great day. You too. Talk to you soon. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now, go out and have a So Powerful day.